Oh no, not again. Hi, I'm Adam. And I'm Charlotte. And welcome, welcome to, to Perf, Perf Damage. Damage, the weekly podcast hosted by a movie-obsessed husband and wife team who work in the film industry. We'll share stories of film production and restoration. We'll review and recommend. We'll examine the minutia of subgenres and even microgenres. And most importantly, we will tackle the art of the double feature. Just remember, all our opinions are our own and do not represent those of our employers. Thank you for joining us. Welcome. All right. Welcome back to our first episode of the new season. Yeah, we told you we'd be back in January. We, we barely made, made it. it. <laughs> Only because we're hard at work on a couple episodes and we don't want to put them out until they're ready. Is This is a hobby. We're not getting paid. Yeah, but we're having a good time. This Perf Mini that we're doing right now will give us the opportunity to talk about something a little more contemporary. Mm-hmm. So what is our topic today, Charlotte? Our topic is the Sundance Film Festival from 2023. So this is the third year that Sundance has had an online pass that you could buy. And there are certain films that you could watch online. One of our Christmas presents to each other was to get the Sundance Film Festival pass. With the pass, we got 10 films. We bought an extra one. And then one film we were actually able to see in the theater that was premiering at Sundance. So we saw it locally. So 12 films in all at Sundance this year. And we wanted to share just our thoughts, some of our favorites, things to look out for. Things to look out for in 2023. Films we're excited about. Maybe they'll even make our top 10. Could happen. They better get distribution. A lot of them actually have. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they've been picked up already. Right. Mm. So want to hear more about Sundance? Stay tuned. All right, let's start with, you want to start with Magazine Dreams? Sure. So brief synopsis, Magazine Dreams is about a bodybuilder who is a caretaker for his grandfather, who is very, very lonely, but aspires to be on the cover of fitness magazines. Hence the name Magazine Dreams. Magazine Dreams. So starting Jonathan Majors, directed by Elijah Bynum. Elijah Bynum's second feature, he did a movie called Hot Summer Nights in 2017 with Timothy Chalamet and Mike Monroe was actually a pretty fun movie too. Mm-hmm. This one is a heartbreaking portrait of loneliness and Jonathan Majors is excellent in this film. Yeah. And you might know him from Devotion. He was just in that World War One movie. Remember mm-hmm. about the, the first black fighter pilot. Mm-hmm. And he's also Kang the Conqueror in the Marvel movies. So he was in Loki and. He's going to be in the Ant-Man movie coming up. Yeah, he's popping up all over the I mean, place he's, right now. He's going to be in Creed 3 coming up also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's hot right now. Yeah. I have to say, I really hadn't been too impressed with his range as an actor before seeing this film. Yeah. And he was excellent in this. And maybe he just hasn't been given the chance to show his range. But he did a really, really great job in this. You really felt for him. Yeah, I mean, he's... Such a sad, sad, lonely person who's just looking for some sort of connection in the world. 
he definitely has a hard time with social cues and reading people. He's he, also just really focused too on what he's doing. Yeah. Singular minded. That's all he can talk about. All he knows. And he works at a grocery store. He's got a crush on one of the other girls that works there. Not other girls because he's not a girl. Well, on one of the <laughs> girls that works there. <laughs> Spoiler alert. He's a lady. <laughs> and you just see how awkward he is with just any kind of human interaction. And he just tries to reach out over and over again to different people, but messes it up somehow. And He's just really bad at life. He's really bad at life. Yeah. But it's heartbreaking. And. Because you really care for him by the end he gets some bad breaks but you know what this is kind of fun this is part of what we are now going to identify as a micro genre micro genre yes there is like a whole micro genre of bodybuilding films that play almost exclusively at at film festivals because they don't get distribution the exception to that would be bullhead that was a pretty big film 2011 so good the movie teddy bear we saw at afi in 2012 that never got distribution or if it did, it was in some very small outlet. That movie last year we saw at Sundance, Gentle, about the female bodybuilder. Oh, that one was pretty good. Really, really good. Yeah. And now Magazine Dreams. And all of them have scenes from Pumping Iron, 1977, the Schwarzenegger <laughs> documentary that kind of kicked off the bodybuilding You kind of have to if you're going to do a movie about bodybuilding. Yeah. They all have Arnold on the walls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, highly recommend this film. Jonathan Majors is a real revelation in this. His body transformation is insane. Mm-hmm. Hopefully coming soon. I, I have no doubt that will get picked up. All right. Now, what do you want to talk about next? Want to do shortcomings? Sure. All right. Shortcomings. Randall Park, the yeah. actor. The actor, comedian. Directed his first feature, and it's called Shortcomings. And he wrote it too, right? Yes. The best thing about this is it's a very unconventional romantic comedy. It is. It's a romantic comedy. But it's, it doesn't go the way you think it does. It plays with a lot of those uh, conceptions of a romantic comedy. Mm-hmm. In fact, they, they, they list them out and purposefully go against them. Mm-hmm. The whole scene when he's running to go and get the girl at the end, you know, that kind of stuff. It all just isn't the way a normal romantic comedy would play out. No. And it really plays with Asian cultural idiosyncrasies a bit with what you can do in front of the the old folks or what your parents expect of you and things like that. They play with that sort of thing. And they even reference and sort of make fun of what Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah. Yeah. There's a movie that isn't Crazy Rich Asians, but it's very much like Crazy Rich Asians. And all of the people around the central character love the movie. Yeah. They think it's wonderful. And he absolutely hates it. He's kind of an asshole. That's just kind of his core character. He's super flawed. But the dialogue is so sharp, so mm-hmm. witty, and so funny. I love his best friend. Oh, she's great. And yeah. they even play with the concept of the the gay buddy. And she ends up doing things that you don't think she's going to do. I don't want to give anything away. Yeah. I'm being purposefully vague. Yeah, she has one of my favorite lines in the movie. She said, just because I'm a hypocrite doesn't mean I'm wrong. Right. <laughs> yeah, that was a great. That was a great line. The writing is really good. Great first feature film. His voice comes through. The central character is definitely some version of Randall Park. Yeah. Because he's so sarcastic and witty. Mm-hmm. And it's not a character you see that often in film. Not as a lead. Not as a lead character. Yeah. Right. If you get a chance to see it, shortcomings. I have a feeling this will definitely be picked up as well. Yeah. With the star attached to it. And it's what, 90 minutes? Yeah. You got 90 minutes. 
Give it a go. Yeah. Shortcomings. Look for it. Right, next up, uh, let's do Infinity Pool. This okay. is the one that wasn't part of the past, but it had a limited engagement two days after it premiered at Sundance. So we'll just talk about it in the Sundance frame. We saw it as part of Sundance because it was in the middle of our watching <laughs> it Sundance. Was. So, you know, we'll count it. So this is Brandon Cronenberg's new film. That is David Cronenberg's son. He this is what, his third film? He, he wrote film? and directed his third feature yeah. after Antiviral 2012 and Possessor 2022. The fact that we got this one so quickly after Possessor is exciting. So what do we say about this? Great sci-fi concept, really smart. This film reminded me of Triangle of Sadness a lot. Yeah, I would say it's definitely conceptual sibling to both Triangle Sadness and The Menu. Mm-hmm. The, which were also very yeah, related. It pokes fun at the, the Uber, Uber elite yeah. that, you know, they live by their own set of rules. So the core concept that in this fictional third world country that they're staying in, if you commit a crime, it is punishable by death. But there's a caveat. If you're rich enough to pay for it, they will provide a, a double exact double, a duplicate. They human will create being. a double of you. And that person is executed while you watch. In your place. And they don't explain how the doubling is made, which I liked because we don't really need to get into that. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. It is a sci-fi concept that just serves to tell a greater story, to Mm -hmm. explore a concept or idea. Brandon Cronenberg seems to be in that Panos Cosmatos area right now where he'll take a really good concept and just not explore it fully. He'll get kind of sidetracked on trippy visuals. Mm-hmm. And so the the storytelling actually takes a backseat where his dad never did that. His dad, he would do trippy visuals and things like that, but it was always the story first. His father is David Cronenberg, who did The Fly. The Brood. Existence. He's the king of body horror. Yes. Crash. Shivers. So, yeah. Really kind of intriguing concept. They play with it a little different than both the menu and Triangle Sadness. Also has a bit of white lotusness into it. Mm-hmm. Second season of that, just because of the resort aspect mm-hmm. and some of the, the characters. And the way they treat the yeah. staff. So yeah. yeah, definitely worth your time. Go and see it. I think if it's in sort of theaters thing. right now. It's a challenging film. It's not a film for everyone. Certainly not. So you see the trailer. If you like the trailer, you know, go see it. Not that I need to tell you to do that. <laughs> <laughs> we wouldn't be mentioning it if we weren't recommending it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Pretty good. I didn't love it. I liked it. All right. So let's do Cat Person next. Cat Person. Yeah. Which you keep calling Cat People. Not Cat People. I really wanted to call it Cat People, but yes, I actually wrote people. it on a piece of paper so that I didn't mispronounce the name. <laughs> cat Person. This was one that was a real surprise for me. Directed by Susanna Fogel, who directed The Spy Who Dumped Me. She wrote Book Smart. And she directed episodes of Utopia and The Flight Attendant. And it stars Amelia Jones, who was in CODA, which was at Sundance in 2021, went on to win Oscars. I remember you had the pass and I was working that time and I came home and you had just finished CODA and you were like, this movie is amazing. You have to watch it. Yeah. You were like, this might win the Academy Award. And then it did. Yeah. That first year, 2021, the Sundance online thing. 
you ended up having to work, so you didn't get to see a lot of the films. Yeah, I think I only saw like eight films. You saw so many. I saw 31 films (laughs) in four or five days. Yeah. I was so jealous. I was getting up at 7 a.m., staying up until midnight watching this stuff. I was going crazy. But They were doing a different system than they have right now. Yeah, you had to start it within a certain time, within a window, and then you had to finish it after you had started it within a window. So if the movie premiered at 7, you would have to start it by 9 a.m. Otherwise, it would go away. Yeah, there was a lot of tricky scheduling involved. And I have to stay and watch this tonight or I can't watch it. This year was a little different. They just unlocked them and you had between the 24th and the 29th of January to watch all the, the ones films. that you'd, yeah. Yeah. You which had was, tickets for. which was nice. It was really nice. Yeah. Flexible. But cat person. Back to cat person. The synopsis on this one, college student Margot meets 33 year old Robert at the movie theater where she works. After a casual flirtation at the concession stand, they carry on conversations through text. As their perceptions of each other collide, events spiral out of control. This one was a really different take on contemporary dating. I think it's a really balanced look at sexual power dynamics in contemporary dating. Absolutely. Which is a really refreshing take because you usually get it from one side or the other. Right. And the story is being told from Margot's point of view. So as things are happening on her date, maybe she decides she doesn't want to do something or maybe she does. Her mind appears as her talking to herself and she's kind of, oh, do I want to do this? Do I not want to do this? They set up her mind that way throughout the film. When she's scared, she imagines these crazy scenarios play out and you see them, but they're not reality. Yeah, she's in a car with a guy driving and then she just imagines that he looks at her and goes to kill her. But then it cuts back and he's just driving the car. So you keep going into her mind and seeing all these things play out. But the good thing is you're not quite sure if what she's being scared of is real or justified. She has a a close friend who's a super feminist who drives her fear. Yeah, I really enjoyed Cat Person, though. That was a real surprise. Yeah, I think the film really encourages discussion, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think we watched the Q&A afterwards and Susanna Fogel said that we've gotten to a certain point now of discussion. It's now time to kind of expand that discussion to other points of view. And to talk more about sexual dynamics. Mm-hmm. This is kind of a fun thriller that kind of builds mm-hmm. tension throughout. So highly recommend Cat Person. Studio Canal, I think, already picked it up. Right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. So this one will definitely get released. Already has distribution, so look for it. Yep, Cat Person. Right, let's talk about our favorite movie that we yes, watched. Our favorite Scrapper. Scrapper. Directed by Charlotte Regan. See? Directed by Charlotte. So it's quality sign right there. Yeah, I looked her up because I loved the movie so much and saw that she started directing when she was 15. Oh wow. Yeah. And she directed music videos for local rappers that were in the area. She grew up in the projects. Mm-hmm. And Now she's directed over 200 music videos and shorts. Oh, wow. Isn't that crazy? It comes through because this is really competently directed. And this is her feature debut. Yeah. Her confidence is all over that film. She's got, what, a 12-year-old kid? And and most of the movie are kids. 
Mm-hmm. And I think it takes a real talent to be able to connect with kids and direct them and to get a good performance out of them. Steven Spielberg's somebody who's Very really good at, good at that. that. Yeah. But this this little girl is insanely good. She's so strong and confident. Yeah, I can read the synopsis on this one. Georgie is a dreamy 12-year-old girl who lives happily alone in her London flat. But when her estranged father turns up out of nowhere, Georgie is forced to confront reality. The little girl's mother died before we start the film. She answer. And this little girl is living by herself in an apartment, pretending like she's living with an uncle. So everybody in the projects that she lives in thinks that her uncle's there living with her. Some people know. Yeah. Well, or suspect anyway. Yeah. And then she has the local grocery store kid record his voice. Saying different things. So when the social services people call, she plays back little snippets from the recordings. Like, thank you. (laughs) Having spaghetti. This film is poignant. It's funny. It's incredibly well acted with real characters. Mm -hmm. Wholly realized characters. Yeah. It's a father-daughter story of the two of them trying to connect. Yeah. She has never met her father. So he comes back and tries to assume the role of adult. and she doesn't want to be adulted <laughs> doesn't really need an adult she takes care of herself really well what else do you want to say that's really good it was good yeah this is a movie i have a feeling will not get major distribution yeah you're probably right about that which so, is unfortunate because it, it's really good but i think it would be a hard film to market to mass audiences although it is perfect for everybody yeah it hits all of the boxes yeah you know? yeah i think This is one we want to put on your radar because you'll probably have to seek this film out to see it. Because it's from a kid's point of view, most of the story, there's fun little things in the film, too, like talking spiders. (laughs) Yeah, There's cute little things like that, but also it's this tough little punk girl from the projects. Yeah, that steals bikes and sells them to make money to pay the rent. Yeah. (laughs) She's great. She's absolutely great. Yeah. Put that on your radar. Look for it. Our favorite film from Sundance. Favorite movie that we saw. Um, we'll mention some of the other ones. We saw a documentary called Kim's Video about uh, the largest video collection in the U.S. that was in New York. Mm-hmm. And then it ended up going to Italy mm-hmm. and it was supposed to be housed and like enjoyed by everybody. But they siphoned off all the money that they got for this project and then threw all the videos in like a storage area. Mm-hmm. So this guy tracks it all down. Yeah. It was interesting. We also saw another documentary on Little Richard called Little Richard, I Am Everything. It'll be available on HBO eventually. It was about more than just Little Richard. I didn't feel like he was the main focus all the time. And there's a lot of stories that were mentioned but not explored that I would have liked to have seen explored. Yeah, some of the the people that he found and mm-hmm. and, worked and helped on. their careers. Yeah, other than the Beatles, which they mentioned big time. Yeah, in there, uh, you know, it's worth seeing, especially if you're a fan of his music, which mm-hmm. you know had lots of good music. Hey, we in learned it. a couple things. We did. We we did. Tutti frutti. Tutti frutti. Well, I'll never hear that the same way again. You won't. All right. Uh, we also saw uh, a movie called Onyx, The Fortuitous and the Talisman of Souls. Which is ri- as ridiculous as it sounds. Yeah, it's based on a series of YouTube shorts that got popular. This character, Onyx, he's like this fast-talking, kind of shy character. And this is his feature debut. He was probably the worst part of the movie, personally. Yeah, it's a character who ends every sentence like this. I don't know. 
which after what 90 minutes gets a, gets little, a little old. old. Although it's fun. I mean, it, it, is it fun, has uh, Barbara Crampton and yeah. Jeffrey Combs show up in it. He does. So it's really fun that way. It also has a lot of physical effects in it, which are cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, big monsters great. and things like that. So, you know, it was a fun film. Onyx was the hardest part to get through yeah. in the film. Yeah. If you're a fan of what we do in shadows and that sort of humor, it's very. Yeah, very along. on par with that. Yeah. yeah. Onyx, the fortuitous and the talisman of souls. Yeah. Another one we saw was Bad Behavior that had Jennifer Connelly in it. And that one was directed by Alice Englert, who is an actress. Yep, she was in that TV show you were watching. She was in Dangerous Liaisons. Yeah. Is anybody else watching that? I didn't get to see the finale, and stars took it off their platform. <laughs> what the heck? Hey, there's some of us out there. It's part of that Wonder Brothers thing. They took it off. Yeah. 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 I was watching a show. Christmas came. I was distracted. I didn't see the finale. I went to watch it. They took it up within a week. The whole series. Off. Yeah. Was it the only episode you missed was the last one? Yeah. Oh, man, that sucks. Yeah, it does suck. Yeah. Anyways, she was in that. She was one of the stars of that. She's in this film, too, Bad Behavior. She's not the, the main character, but... Yeah, it's kind of a two-hander, though. Directed. Jennifer Connelly and her, and they're, they play mother and daughter. Yeah, little mother-daughter drama. Not as good as everything everywhere all at once. <sighs> no, not at all. They advertise it as a comedy. It is not a comedy. There's mm-hmm. very little funny about that film. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, good good acting. Confidently made. Incompetent, competently made. <laughs> it's like a backhanded compliment. We watched a movie today called Heroic. Yes. Which was really good, actually. It was about a guy being hazed in the Mexican army. Military. Yeah, in the military. Really well acted. Harrowing experience, this guy. Yeah, kind of a small story, but. Yep, very small story, but really well done. We also saw Theater Camp, which is a comedy about a. Just like it sounds, a theater camp. Mm-hmm. Will so, Ferrell produced it. Lots of singing kids and... This already sold. Lots of drama. So this will get distribution, so... It's a comedy. Yeah, it's definitely a comedy. You it's know. definitely kind of got that Will Ferrell wink-wink, you know, we're making jokes type yeah, of thing. these are jokes. These are jokes, Laugh folks. at these jokes. Folks, these are jokes. But if you're a fan of the glees and the pitch perfects, it's along those lines. Yeah, a bunch of wacky characters. Yeah, it was cute. Yep. Cute. And then what was the last one? Sorcery. Sorcery. Yeah, which was the final one we watched. Yeah. It was a... Kind of a folk horror. Super tiny folk horror story that moved like molasses. Yeah. Kind of a revenge story. But there's no real payoff. I don't. That's not a spoiler. It's just, it's, there's no real payoff in that film at all, ever. Yeah. It looked really pretty. It was very nicely shot. Acting was good. Acting was really good. Yeah. So those are the other films we saw. Mm-hmm. Overall, I thought this was a really good Sundance. Yeah. Last year, we didn't see a whole lot of stuff that... We were really impressed with. Yeah. I think my favorite thing from last year was a short. And Duel was really good, too. Yeah. I that think that was, was our favorite and one that, last year. that's available. Yeah, it's on Hulu now. Yeah. Yeah. Duel. Yeah. Would highly recommend that one. That one was fun. Yeah. Comedy. Yep. Sci-fi. Comedy. Sci-fi comedy. Yeah. So hopefully Sundance does this again next year. They keep threatening not to. Yeah, they weren't going to do it this year, but hopefully it was big enough. There was only one film that we really wanted to see that we couldn't get tickets to, and that was Fair Play. But that was sold. That was the biggest 
yeah. seller. Biggest sale out of Sundance this year, $20 million to yeah. Netflix. So that is definitely going to get released. Yeah, so. we'll, we'll all have a chance to see it shortly. Yeah, but that's a thriller, a too. A thriller, and it sounded so good. <laughs> but we kind of screwed up and got picked our tickets a little too late. Yeah, we whoops. were kind of lackadaisical on the, the dates. So, yeah. Yeah, whoops. <laughs> so it's okay we got a lot of good films though we did yeah. we did i'm very happy with it and i love all these online film festivals that are happening that is the best thing that happened from the pandemic is that a lot of these went online yeah look i love seeing films with an audience with people but i just can't get to sundance yeah well, um, i mean park city is expensive it's yeah. it's hard to get into these things even yeah. with passes and so so being able to participate even if you're not there but you love cinema is great yeah i think it's a an experience that they should continue for for the people that can't make it out there yeah and again like not everything is available but you get the opportunity to see these things early you can talk them up to your friends mm-hmm. yeah so friends scrapper yeah number one pick scrapper our top Top, top pick. pick. So. Shortcomings was probably second. Yeah. Shortcomings and the magazine dreams magazine were both dreams really yeah. very, very that, solid. Yeah, that's a good top three. Yeah. Those were that would be I really like Cat Person too. I was yeah. surprised by it. All right. Top four. <laughs> those are our top four. Yeah, the ones that we focused on, those were the ones we liked. Yeah, we liked them. Yeah. Could you tell? <laughs> All right. Well, Anyway, we just kind of wanted to pop in. We want to talk about Sundance. Yeah, thanks for tuning back in. We said we'd be back. We're back. Yeah. We got some good stuff coming up. First full episode is next week. So, so stay tuned for that. Yeah, going to do our 2022 wrap up, which we were originally going to post this week. But then we thought, hey, let's do a little Sundance thing just to talk about something that just happened. Yeah, it's more timely. Yeah. Because Sundance, was, the online portion was January 24th through 29th. Yep. So when we post this, that was what, three days ago? Yep. Two days ago? Yeah. So anyway, thanks for joining us this week. Yeah. If you want to get a hold of us, same email as last year. What is it? Oh, perf- <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Perfdamagepodcast at gmail.com. You can send us a note on Twitter. We are at perfdamage. And let us know if you saw Sundance movies, which yeah. ones were your favorites. Yeah. If we miss something that we need to be on the lookout for is we like watching movies. Yeah. And there were a lot of them available that we didn't get to see. Yeah. So. They, they weren't online. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks again. Yes. Thanks for joining us here on, on Perf Damage. Damage.